You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. We're getting you ready again uh, for the NFL draft there. My big board of 100 top prospects heading to a, a big mock draft. I have several updated mock drafts there, but uh, we will have a seven-rounder coming up around the corner here. So, beginning of next week, so check that out. Here in Locked On Fantasy Football, we are in the middle of our depth chart update series. So we've checked off the quarterbacks in the AFC, the quarterbacks in the AFC, and the running backs in the AFC. So we're up to, surprise, surprise, the running backs in the AFC. So then we will get into AFC uh, wide receivers and tight ends and NFC running backs and tight ends in our final two shows of this uh, mini-series, I'll call it. Uh, the NFC is interesting, certainly some situations that could be improved here as we go forward. So let's uh, break it down in full for you here to uh, close the weeks. Yeah, so a good way to do that here. Uh, wrap it up, uh, look at the running backs, and uh, see uh, what teams might be in the market here for a bit of an upgrade in the draft. We know uh, draft, there's always a high supply and lower demand where you don't necessarily see someone go in the first round, and uh, some of these teams will certainly be in the market for a running back. One of those teams, right off the bat, is the Arizona Cardinals, as we go alphabetical order by city name here through the NFC teams. They moved on from Kenny Drake. We talked about uh, Drake and joining the Raiders and muddling up the situation with Josh Jacobs. Well, the Cardinals have a bit of void here. They like Chase Edmonds, good change of pace back, but they Mentioned that they like Chase Edmonds, but they don't want to leave him out there. And there are other backs here right now. Not that great here. You have uh, Jonathan Ward and Eno Benjamin are your uh, better backs. And uh, Khalija Muhammad. Those are your your kind of three backs other than uh, Chase Edmonds. So Cardinals certainly in a mix for back. Uh, maybe Javante Williams there of North Carolina. Power back. That would be a good compliment to Chase Edmonds, remember, this is a very good, prolific rushing team. I know part of it is Kyler Murray and the running ability, but they have a good, beefy offensive line. They upgraded here with uh, Rodney Hudson of the Raiders in the middle center, and they want to have a power back option. So I think that's the market the Cardinals will be looking for in the draft because they kind of treated Kenny Drake like a power back when he was there uh, for a season and plus here in Arizona. We go to the Atlanta Falcons. This is another team. They did make a free agent signing. The former Panther from South Carolina, Mike Davis, was signed because the Falcons are not bringing back uh, Todd Gurley. After the Devonta Freeman situation, they made a makeshift for Todd Gurley. They also are not bringing back Brian Hill. So now your situation is Mike Davis on top of the depth chart, Ido Smith there at number two, and Kadri Arlison falls to number three here. So and a lot of room for improvement with the Falcons' backfield. I don't know if you can just go into Mike Davis and use a career backup. Had a pretty good year filling in for Christian McCaffrey, but I'm not sure he's the guy that you want to trust with 15, 20 touches per game. Remember, you have Arthur Smith coming over from the Titans as an offensive-minded coach here. And we know where the Titans were. They were one back with Derrick Henry powering through, run first, set up the play-action bootleg, downfield passing game. So 
I don't think Davis is that type of guy. He's a good complimentary back, maybe number two back, good uh, backup there, but I don't see him suddenly elevating uh, after years of bouncing around there from the 49ers and Seahawks and Panthers to suddenly elevating to a guy that you're going to trust with the major touches. I think the Panthers overextended him a little bit last year, and it showed as uh, Davis cooled off in some of the later games filling in for Christian McCaffrey. Speaking of filling in for Christian McCaffrey, the Panthers are the next team we'll talk about. They had uh, some options there for sure. You had uh, Rodney Smith is now your top backup to CMC, who says he will be healthy. You have Reggie Bonifon and Trenton Cannon, so could see a change here. But they kind of like this mix, committee approach. Again, Davis was a lifesaver for the Panthers. He was plug and play, did a lot of the right things in the running and the passing game to help their offense so you definitely have a drop off there so will they be in the market for a backup running back we'll see to clean up a kind of the smith bonifon cannon mix but uh, we don't have a clear-cut uh, handcuff for you like we did last year with cmc at this very moment i think it's more of a committee approach with those young backs with the none of those uh, backs having real special attributes i think they're all pretty good guys plug and play in the right system with the offensive line but a lot of question marks there the next team we'll look at is the Chicago Bears and David Montgomery coming off a nice second half breakout and second year breakout as well overall for Montgomery. So he should be the man here with Matt Nagy and this offense, a centerpiece of what they want to do. So again, uh, Montgomery look showed a complete back and really helped that Tariq Cohn was on the bench because it showed that Montgomery can do some damage in the passing game as well. So Cohn should be back as a change of pace, receiving back, cut into that work a little bit, but Montgomery clearly showed he was especially bucked up and ran a little bit better behind the improved offensive line, especially in the interior. I think he was rewarded for it, and he'll get the regular touches about 20 per game, you think, if healthy here for Chicago after he was a key part in helping that offense get to the playoffs in the second half of the season with Bill Lazor taking over the play calling from uh, Nagy. Now, they also had a Damian Williams, so he's going to be the power back kind of uh, versatile guy as well that will be behind Montgomery. He can do all the things that Montgomery can in a lesser role as a veteran here. So good backup signing. Matt Nagy has experience with Damian Williams with the Chiefs, so good uh, observation and a guide to plug into the system here. So Cohen could see his role continue to diminish and very calculated change of pace or more be transition more into a wide receiver role in his hybrid situation coming off injury for the Bears. Finally, we'll look at the Dallas Cowboys here in our first segment. It's the same backfield we saw at the end of last season. Tony Pollard, a good super sub for Zeke Elliott. We'll see if Elliott uh, can improve here. You think with the offensive line improvements, the, qu- the quarterback back in Prescott be able to throw the ball downfield. That's going to help things with Zeke in the running game. He did come on strong a little bit when it was clear Pollard was running with some purpose and playing well. Elliott uh, did finish okay, but and part of the offensive line issue is not having the balance of the passing game. Certainly played out of 10. But Tony Pollard, one of the safest and best handcuffs you can have in fantasy football. Their third running back, Rico Dowdle, still around there for Dallas. All right, so there you have a look at uh, the Cowboys' backfield. Uh, and the first five from the NFC. We still have 11 more to get to. We'll hit uh, six in our next segment and five in our final segment. We'll go Lions, Giants, then Eagles, to Washington, but first, I got to remind you that bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on order sports action. Football might be over, but NBA and NHL in full swing, and college basketball is here to its exciting conclusion. Bet online even co- covers awards, 
TV shows and reality TV, real-time update and odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up at BetOnline. All you have to do is enter the promo code Locked On when you go to the website or mobile device to sign up today, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's the promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at BetOnline. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. We'll be right back here to look at the Lions backfield situation here going into 2021. All right, so we will pick up where we left off here with our NFC running back depth charts with Detroit in a moment. But I do have to remind you, get all the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast hosted by Peter Bukowski on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Lions, uh, DeAndre Swift is the man. They've transitioned to him. None of that Adrian Peterson stuff, all that is gone. DeAndre Swift, a big breakout season from Georgia, really showed his ability as an all-around back. So love it, uh, DeAndre Swift, uh, ready to roll here as uh, what you're looking at uh, for Lions and definitely an RB1 candidate here. Another great Georgia back, young back that is ready to roll here. Hopefully he'll be more like Nick Chubb now is than uh, Sonny Michelle or Todd Garley. But yeah, Swift, great upside. Second year, going to have a big year here. And uh, Anthony Lynn taking over the offense coordinator. You'll see some of Austin Eckler in him, and we know how much Lynn liked Eckler. Swift is a great all-around back here, and I think very strong candidate to be an RB1. Now, there's a strong candidate also to be a very good handcuff to DeAndre Swift now. He comes over from another NFC North team. It's Jamal Williams. So you still have on Johnson hanging on as your number three. But Jamal Williams, pretty good investment. He was very good sub to Aaron Jones. Really a compliment to Aaron Jones. They used them well in games at times to some fantasy football managers' uh, distress, so to speak, with Williams cutting into the production of Jones at times. Well, Williams can be a factor and maybe get some key touches in some situations over Swift, but ideal backup, does well in the passing game, can uh, run well and finish drives in the red zone. So I think the similar nature of Swift to Williams says Williams is a straight-up backup who will get some touches again in relief from time to time so they keep Swift fresh. But, yeah, good backup situation and definitely an upgrade over Kerryon Johnson as an option for the Lions off the bench. Now, speaking of uh, Jamal Williams, his former team moves on. Their Dexter Williams moves up the depth chart, but it's still Aaron Jones, who's re-signed to a big deal here. And you have A.J. Dillon sliding on up, uh, the strong back from Boston College. They used a second-round pick on him last year, so Dillon could see a much bigger role and have some value here, and is clearly the handcuff of choice here in fantasy football to uh, Aaron Jones now that Jamal Williams has slid to be the handcuff for Swift. So, Good situation there to take advantage of. I don't know if the Packers are going to really try to upgrade this all that much. I mean, Dexter Williams has some juice as well as his third back, but yeah. So instead of a Jones and Williams, it's Joan Dillon and Williams, and then Swift and Williams in Detroit. Now for the Rams right now, there's no Malcolm Brown. We talked about him going over to the Dolphins to help uh, back up Miles Gaskin. So you have Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson. Daryl Henderson was kind of the lead guy for much of the early part. Then Cam Akers took over when healthy in the second half of last season. Really broke out as a receiver and running here. So Cam Akers is a guy that we're looking at uh, being the lead back from the Rams. You have a different style of offense here. Again, uh, 
changing things up. So I look at uh, definitely uh, Sean McVay and leaning on Akers a little bit more. They're going to be more run-oriented to open up the passing game. Matthew Stafford uh, being able to throw down field a little bit better stretch the field should help a guy like Akers uh, power through and be successful. So right now I say Akers and Henderson is a battle to monitor, but I would say this leans towards Akers being the fantasy football asset he was at the end of last season. Interesting that it's right now basically two guys and a bunch of uh, other bodies there in the Rams' backfield. Let's go to the Vikings. Uh, we mentioned uh, Mike Boone had moved on there to Denver. So now you have uh, Dalvin Cook. Alexander Madison was disappointing. He wasn't the exact plug-and-play behind Dalvin Cook. When Cook went down, but Cook was just so dominant and good. Went healthy last year that Madison hard act to live up to. You have Amir Abdullah returning as the third back here for the Vikings. So Madison still, again, one of the better handcuffs because it's a pretty clear-cut situation. Amir Abdullah, change of pace guy, return guy that they kept, kept around here, the former Lion. But it's still Cook one, Madison two in Minnesota. We go to the New Orleans Saints and a very similar depth chart as well for them. You have uh, Latavius Murray. They were able to restructure enough deals to keep him and not cut him. So Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray. You got uh, Dwayne Washington and you have Ty Montgomery. So very similar depth chart from last year. Similar roles you would expect. Kamara got paid. He had a big year coming off that. So he'll, he's the main guy here. Latavius Murray. Where do you use Latavius Murray? on the road and outside conditions. That's his best value here, but a good change of pace. He can catch passes when needed. If they get into a running style uh, offensive game, that's where they'll go a little bit more. And that's going to be dependent a little bit. If it's more of a Taysom Hill, then you'll see Latavius Murray and his value going up. That's how the style of offense they operate a little bit. If it's Jameis Winston, you might see Alvin Kamara and the dump-offs and all that kind of stuff go up. And remember, Taysom Hill starting kind of hurt Kamara's value a little bit. We did see some games from Murray, but not consistent enough, not as valuable enough, because uh, Kamara didn't miss time like he did in uh, 2019. So, pretty clear-cut situation. If you got Alvin Kamara, you want to have Latavius Murray just in case something happens to Kamara. The Saints were able to keep that backfield intact with all their cap issues. Our final team in this segment we'll look at is the New York Giants. Uh, the Giants have cleaned up their backfield situation. They had Wayne Gallman and all these other uh, backs that were in there, Alfred Morris trying to replace the production of Saquon Barkley. Well, now they have a new clear-cut backup. It's Devontae Booker. So the former Bronco and Raider. Booker was having some moments at times with the Raiders, uh, much to Josh Jacobs' frustration. Uh, more frustration to come with Kenny Drake there. But Devontae Booker, pretty solid backup here. That's a clear-cut number two to Saquon if something happens to him. Again, big feature back uh, there coming off a major injury early in the season with a torn ACL so we'll see how that plays out but Booker now uh, lines up as the new number two uh, from outside for the Giants here for Jason Garrett and that offense behind Saquon. All right so there's a look at uh, six more teams we've got five more to talk about including uh, two more from the NFC East we'll do that in our final segment but We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is amazing. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Awesome tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Well, you got to go find out who won Built Bar Madness. The championship is done. We had great voting. And really, if you voted along the way and you tried all the Built Bars along the way, that was the real reward. We're all winners there. This is the protein bar that tastes like a dessert. So whether you like cookies and cream or cookie dough chunk, or churro marshmallow puff, or mint brownie, or 
white chocolate birthday cake. You cannot go wrong with Bill Bars. And uh, thanks so much for getting involved in the voting and you know, check out all the results and how things went down at BuiltBar.com. You can also follow Built Bar at Bar underscore Built on Twitter. And it's easy. If you want to get these Built Bars, uh, not just vote on them, but eat them and have them to power you through your day as the best tasting protein bar ever. Remember, use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. That is LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. All you have to do is go to BuiltBar.com. You can also check out to see who won the championship and uh, how uh, you can look at all the flavors that you can get in your mixed bar box. We'll be right back here to close the show with our look at the final five running back depth charts in the NFC. All right, one final segment to go, but I do have to ask this question. Are you ready for the NFL Draft? Join Locked on NFL Draft host Trevor Sigmund and Benjamin Solak as they give you their latest positional rankings analysis on 2021 NFL Draft prospects with team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. Follow Locked on NFL Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's look at the Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, this backfield is rather thin all of a sudden. Uh, you had some depth there, but now uh, we're left with Miles Sanders in the lead role and Boston Scott. So they got to get some depth there. Corey Clement moved on from here. They had Josh Adams a couple years ago. He's not in the mix here. So Eagles, uh, they like Boston Scott. Good change of pace, good around the way player with some receiving skills behind Sanders. So similar skill set, so you'd say... Scott is a very valuable handcuff, direct handcuff to Sanders, unless they use a draft pick on running back that we'll see. But again, Sanders, Scott, pretty uh, direct, straightforward with the Eagle situation. Hopefully Nick Sirianni coming over from Frank Reich, where the emphasis was on the one lead back late in the season, that you'll see Sanders in more of a feature role versus a forgotten role, which really hurt Doug Peterson in the end of that tenure with the Eagles. So Sanders won, Scott two, pretty easy to remember. The 49ers have kind of cleared up their backfield a little bit. We know their two best runners are Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson Jr. from last year. So they're very excited about that combination. They work well in the zone blocking system. Mostert worked his way from special teams ace to being the most reliable back. When healthy, that's the biggest issue with Mostert. But Wilson also battled some injuries. So injuries were all over the 49ers over last year. So hoping for a clean bill of health. So they go in with Mostert and Wilson Jr., as uh, their options here, and uh, Jermichael Hasty would be your third back. So Kevin Coleman's gone. Jarek McKinnon's not in this mix anymore. So really trying to uh, streamline this backfield for the 49ers. And I doubt, uh, given that they're very productive, plugging and playing a lot of players in their system behind that very good offensive line for Kyle Shanahan, that they're pretty happy with that combination going forward. So we'll see if they add someone else to this mix that will complicate it. They also brought by Kyle Juszczyk at fullback to be that versatile player to help them in the passing game, blocking, as as well as running when needed. Now, the Seattle Seahawks, uh, not much changes there. They re-signed Chris Carson. Carlos Hyde is out of the mix. You have Rashad Penny. They're hoping he can have a clean bill of health, be healthy the first-round pick. There, behind uh, Carson and Penny, you have familiar names, uh, Travis Homer and DJ Dallas. So, pretty similar, except a healthy Penny replacing Hyde in this mix as the number two. We'll see if it's a Carson Penny more committee approach, but Carson re-signed to a pretty nice deal here. He figures this will be the feature back and an RB1 candidate in fantasy football. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, 
their backfield, somehow they were able to keep it intact. And this is a team that is pretty rare for the Super Bowl era. Coming off Super Bowl 55, they kept all their starters intact. Really, the only question was Antonio Brown. Leonard Fournette was a question for a long time, but he was re-signed a one-year deal. So it looks like you might see a very similar backfield, hot hand, where Ronald Jones is more of the power back, Leonard Fournette using passing situation, but also seeing some early down work here. So tough to read between Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette, but they were very productive and complimentary of what Tom Brady was doing in the passing game. You also have Keyshawn Vaughn returning, and we remember him. We thought he was going to have a bigger role. But you figure with Fournette and Jones back and coming off a big year, helping them win a Super Bowl, that you're probably going to see if Fournette Jones committee with a little bit of use of Keyshawn Vaughn, so maybe less of a chance for the Buccaneers now go after running back in the draft. And you also have C.J. Procise there, a good receiving back in the James White mold there as a flyer, the former Seahawks uh, draft pick in the mix for the Buccaneers in their running back depth chart. Finally, we'll look at the Washington football team and their uh, backfield here. Uh, we know who the main guy is. It's Antonio Gibson. What a nice year for him as a rookie. Had some big games, including that Cowboys feast on Thanksgiving where he scored all over them. Very similar uh, backup situation date, J.D. McKissick. They're the change of pace receiving back. He had some good value there and check downs from Alex Smith and all that. You also had uh, Peyton Barber. He's back in the mix, as well as Lamar Will- uh, Miller. So there's your four backs right there, four Washington football team, pretty good mix there, but Gibson certainly has potential of RB1 with his volume. There, you'd expect a pretty good passing game now with Curtis Samuel in the mix. That actually could hurt uh, the value of J.D. McKissick catching balls there for uh, Washington with Samuel having a similar role. We saw that when McCaffrey was down for the Panthers, Samuel had a bigger role catching shorter passes, so that could hurt McKissick a little bit more. Peyton Barber could be an odd man out here. Lamar Miller, a little bit of an older back, but it all points to Antonio Gibson being a big part of what Washington does in year two in this offense. So everything in this offense should be better here. Uh, the quarterback situation should be pretty decent consistently. Scott Turner getting uh, more out of the right receiver core, stretching the field a little bit, and that's going to help the running game as well as you figure some improvements on the offensive line that are coming in the draft. So there you have it. There's a look at your uh, Washington football team here and uh, their changes and that takes care of all our look at the NFC running back depth charts across the conference so don't forget tomorrow we'll turn our attention to wide receivers and tight ends and we'll go back to the AFC and we'll do that again uh, for the AFC and I, I should say on our next show this is the show that closes the week so we will uh, be there on tap for uh, what we see develop if there's something we need to break into but it, the next show in the series will definitely be the uh, wide receiver and tight ends in the AFC, and then the NFC wide receivers and tight ends. So check that out. This has been uh, Lockdown Fantasy Football, your no-nonsense, uh, to-the-point, analytical fantasy football podcast hosted by Vinny Iyer. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you on next week.